everyone. Welcome to the Doe Show, every fucking one. Starting it off with a swear word because we're getting into something that is only for adults, people. My name is Johnny P, your host of this show. And uh, with me is most of the time, uh, we got someone who does the post-production. And also, he's single, ladies. So we're going to call him Post Alone, Ryan Burke. <laughs> I like that one. Thanks. No more ghosts. Now I'm post alone. Yeah. Post alone. I thought of that at work today. And then, of course, we have sleepy, 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 sleepy baby Mackley, who just woke up from a little sleepy nap. Sleepy baby caca. Sleepy baby caca. He goes seep, seep, and he poops in his bed. Just a little baby Mackley. But okay. Uh, so what are, we, what are we talking about? We are uh, on to where... Still on our journey of the couch gag guest animators. But this time, we're not really venturing into animation. We're kind of more venturing into just good old blue collar American creation. Uh, the guest couch gag was more created than animated. Um, and it came from a favorite late night block of absurd television, lovingly known as Adult Swim. And um, I remember Adult Swim because I had insomnia as a child. What about you guys? Same. So. I could hear the theme song in my head right now. I could. I mean, we'll get we'll get to all that. We'll definitely get to all that. Uh, but Adult Swim gave birth to a show that has lasted 15 plus years already. Making pop culture out of pop culture, which is just a fantastic thing to think about. And uh, other people who have tried to do that have never succeeded as well as Robot Chicken. So we're going to be looking into the style and story of Robot Chicken and the not one, but two couch gags that they ended up doing for The Simpsons, how it came about to be, who created the show. We're, we're, we're just, we're going to whirlwind around it. Don't! You said it's Robot Chicken, but Robot Chicken comes from an animation studio or creation studio, as as Johnny put it, <laughs> from <laughs> Stupid Buddy Studios, which I remember this one, formerly known as Stupid Monkey. Stupid Monkey. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, formerly? Like, they don't do that anymore? What's their new thing? What is Stupid Buddy. Stupid Buddy. Stupid idiot friend who doesn't <laughs> fucking do anything right, studio. <laughs> They are an American production company and animation studio formed by none other than Seth Green and Matthew Seinrich. John Harvatine the fourth. Fourth. Got it. And Eric Towner. It was established when they formed a partnership in 2011 with Stupid Monkey and Buddy System Studios to form Stupid Buddy Studios. 
Ah, so that's where the name goes. Okay, I, I was like, why would you just name it Stupid Buddy Studios? But the, the, the merger in it makes more sense. And uh, as you mentioned, they make robot chicken. Uh, so, okay, so the main ones, you named four people. Uh, Seth Green, Matt Seinrich, John Harvatine the fourth, Eric Towner. Uh, I only know so much about the first two. So back when Matt Seinrich, uh, before Robot Chicken, he was working for uh, Toy Fair magazine, and he would do a regular feature called Twisted Toy Fair or Twisted Mego, which they ended up later creating like little, it's almost like a fun, it was like pre-Funko Pop creatures called like Megos, but uh, they called it TTT. And that was like the birthplace of Robot Chicken, but in comic form. But when you look at it, it doesn't look, it looks like comic styling, but it also kind of looks like they just had toys and took pictures of them and then made it look comic styling. Um, comic styling as in different panels? Oh, well, I mean, it was a comic uh, strip, but when you look at the pictures, like it looked like they were photographs of toys in certain situations, but then at the same time, it looked like it was a comic drawn to look like pictures of toys. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like photographs. It was like a photograph altered to look. I don't I'm know. Follow, I'm following. Realistic hand drawings of what toys would look like doing that. Maybe. Or just like cartoony designed photographs. I don't know. It could go either way. But they met in the middle. Uh, and it was. They began the publication in 97. And they, they were borrowing many features, which appeared in its sister magazine because Toy Fair was made by Wizard Company uh, and they already had a magazine. So they kind of just like curtailed off of a lot of their stuff and it maintained a steady monthly schedule. It got to 100 issues in 2005. So it went for a while. Like, you know, not not that bad for eight. No, actually, I don't know. That is kind of bad. How about how often would you from ninety-seven to two thousand and five, a hundred issues, how often are you putting that out? It ain't weekly. You gotta think about how magazines died around that era, you know? That's when technology and phones and articles were coming up there, you know. That's that's a very good point. They reached their hundredth issue in December two thousand and five. Toy Fair featured alternate covers, uh, you know, different kind of cool things like comic books do, but uh, with their magazine. And along with their sister publication, Wizard, Toy Fair ceased publication on January 24th, 2011. Final, final issue published was 163. So from 2005 to 2011, they put out 63 issues. So about ten a year. Yeah, they were not. Uh, they were not doing great. But this, okay. So this connection between uh, Matt Senrick and Toy Fair was how they had all these toys to make robot chicken with. You know, I always wondered that. I always wondered where all the does someone just have a, a, a just a giant toy collection? <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of toys. From what I understand, uh, Seth Green, one, is a very large toy fanatic. Through his collection and working with toys so much, 
he eventually found himself uh, people that were willing to that he found the toy makers and they were willing to make just random ass toys for him. And that's how uh, it started with uh, Conan O'Brien uh, that he had made some custom toys of something for the uh, toy magazine. But then uh, Conan O'Brien found out and he's like, can you make custom toys of us? And he's like, I, I mean, I guess. So he did and did the little segment for Conan. And then he kind of used that to start. That's sk- skipping ahead a bit. And also it wasn't necessarily custom. Like here's a toy of you. Uh, it was a, a a connection between two different things that were going on. But Seth Green did have a huge collection of toys. He was actually in uh, Weird Al's White Nerdy video showing off his toy collection. And all the toys you see in that music video were from uh, Robot Chicken slash from the uh, Toy Fair magazine. So all of it stems from this magazine. And uh, the early, what were they called? It says TTT, but Twisted Toy Fair Theater, their early comic strips featured several uh, DC comic characters, which psh, not I'm, I'm not quiet and saying, not a big fan of DC, but they had a, a early comic entitled The Super Friends, featuring Spider-Man insulting all of the DC heroes for their ridiculousness. And DC ended up filing a cease and desist order, which is like <laughs> one of my main goals in life to get a cease and desist from a company. But uh, the writers would not so subtly poke fun at all of the different DC characters and they had rare appearances of bat pumpkin. And it was a Batman Mego figure with a costume recolored to orange and the uh, orange and purple and the pumpkin replaced the bat symbol. And then even rarer than that was the appearance of his uh, sidekick, a similar, uh, similarly altered Robin figure um, named squash. So it's like, I would read that magazine or that comic book. I would watch that movie faster than I'd watch Batman and Robin, Bat Pumpkin and Squash. I would be in theaters day fucking one. (laughs) (laughs) But even in uh, Triple T at other times, they'd have Marvel characters that have uh, like kind of been like, like whenever someone makes a DC reference, they're like, Ixnay on the DC OKJs. (laughs) And they did um, a Matrix parody. And uh, Spider-Man encountered a crippled, web-savvy, red-headed secretary who he mistakenly thought was Oracle, and she was quick to correct him by saying, Heavens no, that would be too close to a DC Comics copyright infringement. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all coming out of uh, Toy Fair magazine, where Matt Seinrich, one of the two people that started Robot Chicken, that was his background. And obviously the other one was Seth Green. And I do know just a quick story that Seth Green was on Conan and he talked about how, well, he told him, he's like, you know, Robot Chicken kind of started with you. And uh, he was confused. So kind of what you were saying earlier, Mackley. So at the time, Austin Powers had just come out. So Seth Green had his Austin Powers toy that just came out. And at the same time, Conan had gotten his own toy for God knows why, but it wasn't like a custom thing. It was it was for sale. Can I side note you for just one second? Yeah. How awesome would it be to have your own toy as a oh toy fanatic? God. I think 
that's that's what I misspoke. I, I misspoke, and uh, I realize it now. Uh, was that the custom toys was for the Austin Power cast? That's where he got the custom toys made for. It wasn't for Conan. And then Conan, I think you're correct. Conan had already had someone make his own toy of him, and he's like, "You can bring your toy of you, and I can bring my toy of me, and we can play with them together, and it'll be real fun." And so Seth told uh, was telling the story about how he had those two toys, and he ended up like instead of doing like a chat like interview, he was like, "I was really just coming up with this idea because I didn't want to do another talking interview on the show." So he's like, "Man, if I take these." action figures and i just make like a little clip out of it they'll eat up three minutes of time i have to be on stage like he was just doing this to get out of having a fucking another bland ass fucking interview oh what are you what are you doing next seth uh, how is austin powers is michael myers smell like a nice guy <laughs> so he did that short and then uh that was kind of quote unquote what kicked off the uh the whole running with the robot chicken sketch comedy parody claymation stop motion well this was in this was in like 99 on when he was on the conan o'brien show and that's right around the time that uh britney spears was real hot and she got her own toy as well i mean let's be honest britney spears was hot for a lot longer than just fucking that year well that was the uh oops i did it again era britney spears is still hot okay <laughs> I don't know if you don't want to take into consideration that she's like severely mentally unstable. But we're talking about other mentally unstable people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> animators. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not animators. Creators. They're creators. We don't animate the clay. The clay animates itself. So the style of uh, Robot Chicken, obviously, stop motion. They use clay, action figures. They make custom action figures, which we kind of touched on before. So they will take toys, they'll break them all apart, and then just use, like, the legs or the torso, and they'll cast new pieces with, like, kind of like a polymer clay, right? Kind of what Sid did in Toy Story. What? You ever seen Toy Story, bro? I've seen, well, yeah, I've seen, of course I've seen fucking Toy Story. I, did, I, did, I don't remember. He breaks the toys apart and puts them together in different orders. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't remember uh, him doing any stop animation. <laughs> <laughs> that explains all of the fucking, uh, all of the Toy Story. It was just Sid imagining what the toys were doing in stop motion. <laughs> No, it wasn't so much like just breaking them apart and putting them together in different ways. They would like take one uh, toy, they would take off the arms and the legs and the torso, and then they would make a mold and they would take that mold and make it with more of like a bendable, like a uh, polymer clay, something like that. So they can shape it and move it for the stop animation or like uh, in the instance of Homer for, uh, I think it was the first one, they had to make his legs a little bit wider than the toy that they based it off of just because it would be easier for them to bend and articulate for different things. But before we get into all that, Mackley, you had a, uh, inf info on, uh, where Seth green came from. Yeah. So one of his first ones was, uh, 
he was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, where he also got action figures of castmates made and asked he asked for them to uh, allow him to take photographs of them for the creation of said toys. Uh, very, very, and he's been very into toys for uh, probably as long as he's been into anything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then he was also on uh, the the uh, whatchamacallit, as we said, um, yeah, baby, yeah. Who does Austin that? Powers. Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. Scotty, no. That's where he gets his paycheck from. He's also uh, reoccurring for a decent amount on um, that 70s show. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. You don't remember him on that 70s show? Not well enough to be like, oh, he was a reoccurring character. I think, didn't he date Donna and um, was like an antithesis character to Eric? Because like they get into like anti-nerd offs. What do you mean, Ryan? I feel like you know the show a little bit better than me. (laughs) I mean, uh, it sounds like Alex knows it the best. All right, Seth Green uh, in that. Yeah, Austin Powers. Uh, my Actually, my favorite thing that Seth Green has done, and I swear, I swear on the ground I stand on, if before I die, I don't get a fucking Howard the Duck MCU movie because Seth Green has voiced Howard the Duck whenever he's in a background scene. If I don't get that fucking movie, if I don't get that movie before I die, I will haunt the fuck out of whoever is responsible for keeping that back. And we'll be right back after these quick messages. (laughs) And now another reading from Dr. Bot's Miracle Cures. If these work, it's a miracle. Warts. There's an old wives' tale that says frogs give you warts. Not true. Frogs actually can cure warts. To get rid of a wart, spend at least one hour per day fondling, petting, kissing a frog. After several years, maybe sooner, the wart should disappear. How curious. is a legend in this all right all right we're uh, we're back with the doe show guys and we're not talking about ducks right now what we are going to talk about is seth green and uh he plays the duck he voices yes as we said before the break and johnny said multiple times during the break nothing more nothing less just that on repeat i think something's broken in him again more so than usual but uh seth green so with his time on um, acting on uh, that 70s show on Fox with Mila Kunis, um, he had also acted with Mila Kunis briefly in um, Family Guy. They voice acted against each other in Family Guys, Megan Griff. Against each other? It wasn't a battle. <laughs> it was a battle. Very frequently between the Griffin children, they were battling. They were siblings. 
being siblings is a battle. It's funny, like the voice actors battling, like, you know, Mila Kunins would win. But like the characters on the show, I think that Chris is going to pull it. Oh, they never. They, I think it's written into the contract of the show, like the show Bible, like Meg cannot win. <laughs> but um, anyways, so then when in 2005, when Robot Chicken started on Adult Swim, uh, he was able to get Mila Kunis to come in and voice act on him there and kind of make him seem cool and big in front of all the cool guys at Adult Swim. Check out this hot chick, guys, <laughs> into a room full of nerds. <laughs> and were, yeah, in the room full of Adult Swim were creators and writers. They were like, oh, dude, that's so unfair. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, to speak on that, uh, it wasn't only Mila Kunitz. It was like there's so many famous actors and actresses that come on to robot chicken to do their own voices just because like they know seth green well, he's a cool guy yeah like i think scarlett johansson was on like there's the list goes on of celebrities that came on to do their own characters so do i do i get to play with some of your toys seth there's there's a playroom and a looking only room i you i'll invite you to the playroom you're allowed to the playroom sounds like we're in amsterdam <laughs> Can you make a toy for me? <laughs> uh, do you want a, the third copy of the one I made already? Oh, wait, hold on. I thought we were in Amsterdam. Sorry. <laughs> um, I know someone who can make a toy of you. If you got the money for it. <laughs> uh, interesting little notes about then Robot Chicken is that of the current online or the current programming that uh, Adult Swim has... We have uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which has been on since 2001 with the counts because they have the movie coming up or that came out recently. Um, Robot Chicken is still on and they've been on since 2005. And then the next one we have is going to be Off the Air from 2011 and Rick and Morty from 2013. So, again, of a lot of the programming that has aired on Adult Swim, not a lot of it has stuck, but Robot Chicken is one of them. Robot Chicken holding it down strong. Robot Chicken holding it down strong. They got like 17 plus seasons right now, but uh, it was, it beat out the longest show on Adult Swim once they canceled uh, Venture Bros. Also interesting thing, um, uh, Robot Chicken very often parodies uh, DC Comics, but because of parody law, they are allowed to do that. Much like his buddy, Weird Al, um, he is, gets away with things because of parody law. So is uh, Seth Green able to do that as well. So they learned throughout the ages how to get away with it. <laughs> yep. Started off getting sued from DC later. He's like, you know what? Not sued. Not sued. Cease and desist letter. It's much different. If you do not follow the cease and desist, then you get sued. It was a warning. It's a light sue. So it's a light. It's a sue light. That's just somebody's lawyer saying to somebody else's lawyer, going, "Hey, my guy's getting kind of mad about this, and he's 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 complaining, and I'm gonna have to do something soon. So can you try to make this guy stop doing it? Because otherwise, we're gonna have to do something instead of just collect the money. Like it's, it's a company. It's a company literally going stop." Quit it. We don't like we don't like how this makes us feel. Stop it. All right, all right, guys. I'm bringing it back. Ready? Yep. Bringing it back. So the robot 
Robot Chicken, when Robot Chicken did the creation of the couch gag, the first time, it was season, like you said, John, 24, episode 20. And I found out this was around the time of 2013. Oh, okay. So right around where Alex had just left off is kind of (laughs) two years later. So you're talking, I mean, uh, Robot Chicken had already been around for... Almost, almost a decade. Yeah. Almost a decade. When they finally get to meet up with the Simpsons. Um, it was the Fabulous Faker Boy on season 24, episode 20. What happened was uh, Homer wakes up from a nap as an action figure, even though he hates them. And he says, uh, Ned up on his roof and he's fixing it. And then... Homer just looks at him and launches his fist at Ned and pow, knocks Ned off the frickin' roof and he goes, ka frickin' bluey, just blows up everywhere. And then Homer realizes that he's in like full on like metaverse game mode of reality and goes ham. So then he it's, he's like, this isn't too bad. And then he just goes into pastry mode. Go to the pastry mode. And then he just screams that out. It's like it's not his first rodeo. He's probably having flashbacks to the time that he went to the third dimension, which we have covered previously on the Doe Show. Um, but then he and he's rolling around and he's just like going full like, um, what's the uh, car racing game where you running around? Uh, not heavy metal. Is that? Twisted you know metal. Talk about. Twisted, twisted metal. metal. There you go. He's going yeah. full twisted metal and fucking as a donut through Springfield. And uh, once he sees Mister Burns, he's like, "Oh, hey, oh, boss man!" and gets him a few times. Yeah, this is like another like a, like a purge type scenario, and he gets just mushed, just pasted, kills a bunch of Springfieldians. Yeah, just murder everywhere. Uh, very. Very haphazard murder, uh, whereas Mr. Burns's was a very directed and multiple times to make sure it was happened type thing. Um, but then uh, he goes into the tavern, Moe's, of course. He pulls a cord on Barney, which makes him burp. Over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Then Moe asks Homer to do him, and it says, I'm lonely. Because he also has the cord to make him. I mean, he's curious to what his cord forces him to say, and it's that he is lonely. Um, it is then Homer gets in the car with his family, and they're trying to go to the mall. Uh, he misheard Marge and thought that she said Badass City, which is a Hot Wheels-style racetrack, which then the uh, vehicle descends onto um, as they're racing around uh He's uh, joined by Otto in the school bus. Again, very Twisted Metal-esque, uh, but, or like Mario Kart-esque type deal here. At this point, the school bus then does the classic Simpsons, hops the gorge, um, and the school bus goes. Or first, you hear, before anything happens, you hear uh, from the bus, Yay, I'm a fatality! <laughs> From our good buddy Ralph Righam, and that is when you see the bus is not going to make the hop, and it uh, land or it hits the edge and it explodes while the car lands safely on the other side, which then drives through the house 
into the Simpsons households and flings the family down onto the couch where classic Circa or Allah Circa Allah Balabi. Uh, 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 Allah, I think is a correct term you could use. They are strapped down uh, on the couch as per the tradition. As per the traditional intro of uh, Robot Chicken and get their eyes strapped open to watch the credits. Yes. It does like a weird meld between the and then it goes into like a weird bucking version of what sounds something close to the Simpsons and then it changes back to the Simpsons uh, screen and then Homer gets mad. Homer's like, turn back on the chicken one because he wanted to watch Robot Chicken. That is the first couch gag. And the production of it was uh, wild. Pretty interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I mean, even if you just look at like any kind of stop motion animation, it's really interesting to see how they do it. But it's even better when you see how they went through. And created the Simpsons world. Yeah, like, I mean, it's not just any episode of Robot Chicken. They're working with fucking the Simpsons. I don't know anything about creating anything like this, but Ryan, you uh, kind of got a bit of an eye into the production of this couch gag, the first one that we just went over, right? Yes, at least the first one. So it takes about five to six months, or it took them, not takes, took them five to six months to actually make it, which I found pretty damn interesting because it's like a minute long. Yeah, I feel like they just took way more time because... It was on The Simpsons. Yeah, I don't think it takes him five to six months to make a minute and a half of... Robot Chicken episode. Robot Chicken, yeah, yeah, Stop motion animation takes a very long time to do. Yes, but I don't know about that much time. I feel like they really zoned in for The Simpsons, but go ahead, Ryan. So the reason they zoned in is because the crew of Robot Chicken had bumped into Matt Groening at the Emmy Awards where they started to kind of discuss making a couch gag for the show. And that's around the time the Simpsons were opening up to guest creators. Mm-hmm. Like literally the time where they're like, we should have guests do these things for us. <laughs> but they were Matt, Matt said he, he was a fan of Robot Chicken as well. So it was a, a great kind of business decision or partnership. So the, crew of stupid buddy studios started working in creating figures and models using the real life world of simpsons action figures that had world of world of uh springfield of springfield sorry world of springfield simpsons action figures as their I have main design one of which, those uh, i had a few when i was growing up i had bartman for sure they're very detailed they're very good they come with accessories and uh, I guess the thing with them is like there's like I have the Marge uh, police officer one. There's like a it looks like a little USB thing on the bottom. Yeah. What you would do is you would you would buy have to buy a set and then you would put the characters on the set and they would have different taglines depending on where they were in this modeled set. Yeah. It also modeled yeah. like Simpsons universe. Yeah. 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 I mean, they made everything like Moe's bar, quickie Mart, like literally everything. I didn't know that. That's kind of the uh, production 
ideas that the robot chicken crew had. They wanted to create the Simpsons world if it were the were world toys. of Sim- were toys. Yes, exactly. Um, but like you mentioned earlier, they made their base models off of the world of Springfield action figure set, but they had to do some reconstruction, like you said, Homer's leg, so they can kind of use move them and animate them and make it look like the walk sequence look as close to the Simpsons walk sequence as possible. Exactly. To make it stop motion film accessible, you know? Yeah. And make it not look choppy and bad, like stuff that you don't even really think about when you look into stuff like this, like just, I would have never thought like, Oh, the legs of this toy are too too close together to actually walk like i would never think of that well i mean when you have to make them walk and they don't they have to scoot like south park characters you know you're like okay we oh yeah true this. yeah you can't have them wobble like uh shoulder uh back and yeah, forth. exactly but um unlike doing a storyboard for a simpsons episode which is very rigorous they kind of throw these animatics together real quickly kind of sloppily to the voiceover and then when they go to convert it into stop motion that's where they spend all their time and process to kind of make it look real good and then they just paste that over the storyboard or the animatic that they had made so they make a little loose foundation and then they spend a lot of time on the actual uh decorating and then put the decoration on the foundation and make it all one and they just kind of puzzle piece it together. And I thought that was really cool because you think you'd have to storyboards, one thing, animatics, another voiceovers, another, and then you fully do the whole thing at the end where this is not the case. Is this the end of their working relationship or no? Next uh, couch gag. Next one, they come in season 28, episode 15, The Cat in the Hat, which is this one is actually has a title to the couch gag. It's a missing painting. Yes. So with the classic uh, couch gag scene, family arrives at the couch. Homer notices that the sailboat painting behind the couch, classic sailboat painting, has disappeared. And... Bart is like, maybe another animated show stole it. And he's like, or maybe I hawked it on eBay. They're both equally options. But then Homer starts to, he thinks he's like, someone stole it. And he's like, I'm going to go get it. So he walks off set and snaps through the set of The Simpsons into what seems like, big air quotes here, a South Park parody But it's like, so South Park is great at parody and satire. And they go into this world and it's like very, very cheap construction paper South Park. And they see uh, Homer sees the kids at the bus stop and they're all different colors uh, or like clothes are different colors. Their styles are all messed up. And like, did you guys steal my painting? Or fuck you. Beep, beep, beep. You know, censoring all this stuff. And uh, then he walks through that 
And then he gets to the side of the California raisins. And this is the point where I was like, all right, this is where robot chicken came in. Uh, like the California raisins look like a clip out of robot chicken. And uh, <laughs> Homer uh, gets real offended, mad because they're raisins. And he doesn't like raisins. I think when he goes to attack the first one, he said, grapes shouldn't be eaten or something like that. <laughs> but uh fire starts and he escapes through a door to find the nerd from Robot Chicken, which if you know the nerd from Robot Chicken, he's one of the only a few reoccurring quote unquote characters. And he's watching a video on his computer uh, and he bought it from Bart and then Homer steals the painting back from the nerd because the nerd's like, look at this painting I got. It's my prized possession, the crown jewel of my memorabilia collection. And as he's saying that, uh, the camera is just looking at him. And then when he looks back, it's gone because Homer took it. He's like, oh, shucks. (laughs) (laughs) So Homer, he takes the painting he leaves the paper one he runs through all of the different stages back home kills the south park characters comes back to the simpsons family to find that uh lisa is hanging up a different painting on that wall which ties back into the beginning because uh they were saying, oh, that that painting with the sailboat, it really tied the room together. And Lisa said, well, it really tied the room together. Bullshit. She didn't like it. So she got a uh, painting, a very popular painting. Ryan, do you know what that painting is? Joanne's Vermeer's Girl with the Pearl Earring. Yeah, which I mean is like something you see in like a museum Sought after by millions, loved by millions. Fine art. Fine art. <laughs> not your not your plebeian art such as this. Yeah, not your plebeian sailboat. But then, yeah, so Homer comes back and he's like, I got it. And then I don't understand why Marge does this. I would think more it would have been Lisa, but maybe just Lisa's too young to do this. But Marge just like, I think like, I watched the DVD. It was the unedited version. I think she said, you fucking cocksucking piece of shit. Uh, But on TV, they had to mute it out. So it was just beep. Good old robot chicken. (laughs) No, I was lying about that unedited version. Marge has always wanted to say that, and she finally got to say it through robot chicken. Yeah. She swears her disappointment, literally. (laughs) So the first couch leg actually makes a cameo in this couch leg. The nerd is watching it when he sees Homer burst into his room. So thank you for listening to the Doe Show, everyone. Uh, we will be back next week with a fantastic episode. Come and check us out online. Our biggest ones are Instagram. Find us on Instagram. We're most vocal on Instagram. Uh, look up the Doe Show. Uh, if you can't find it there, put uh, underscores in between it. Please join our Facebook group. I feel stupid posting on there when we get no interaction at all. At least like it or comment. It's the Doe Show, a Simpsons-ish podcast on Facebook. 
can check us out on uh, Spotify or iTunes Music or um, Patreon or just please don't take anything that Mackley said as what we think as a podcast or company. All right. This has been the Doe Show, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Good night. So long, everyone. Thank <laughs> you.